Gracious Lord, keep us ever in your fold, help us to hear your word, and give us strengthening of faith each and every day of our lives. In your name we pray, amen. Disneyland and Disney World, the happiest places on earth, huh? I think it's safe to say most of us have been to either one of those parks, at least once in our lifetime, and in a usual way, too. All the years I went to Disneyland growing up, my dad, he would drive our car into the parking lot. We'd walk up to the gate, buy our tickets, and we would go in. That's the traditional way. Or if you fly into Orlando for Disney World, you catch a bus or a rental car at the airport, takes you to the park, and you're deposited at the front gate where you buy your tickets and go in. But a colleague of mine once had a very different experience at Disney World. A friend who went along with him and his family hired a personal Disney guide to accompany them. And with this personal guide, they didn't enter the park in a traditional way. Instead of going through the main gate with the masses, the guide took them on service roads, which entered the park out of public view. In fact, my colleague said he couldn't even tell they were at Disney World at first because they were seeing the backsides of the buildings that housed the attractions and the restaurants and shops. It looked more like an industrial complex. But as they walked through the mazes of nondescript sidewalks and alleyways, the sounds of the theme park grew louder and louder. Suddenly, as they were walking through a doorway for employees only, They found themselves deep in the middle of the park. The magic kingdom was revealed. Well, the experience behind the scenes prompted my colleague's wife to ask the guide, what happens when somebody dies in the park? And without batting an eyelash, the guide responded, no one ever dies at Disney. Well, that bared further explanation. So he went on to say that Disney has an agreement with the local services, that no one is ever declared dead on the property. Instead, when someone dies in the park, the body is taken off-site to the nearest hospital where the official pronouncement of death is made. Thus, no one ever dies at Disney. Now, Disneyland might have the same agreement with the city of Anaheim. I, I don't know, but apparently that's how it works in Orlando. Now, many Christians love the corporation that is Disney and all that it has to offer. But some don't like the company's dark approach to stories involving children. And others don't like the hyper-commercialism of it all. But all that aside, there are things that we can use from our experiences at, at a Disney park which can highlight a couple of things from our reading today. Or actually, uh, the, both the readings from the uh, Corinthians and the... Matthew reading, and one of the more obvious ones is entering the kingdom of heaven, right? You know, it's a great illustration when you enter the, you know, whether you come in from the grungy parking lot or you're you're given a VIP access into the park, you know, the kingdom is revealed when you come in, right? That's That's an illustration that you can use, right? But one of the less obvious ones might be having, having to do with the mind of Christ, as the Apostle Paul points out. Uh, And I'll attempt to show you, but first I want to tell you about a fun game I played with the preschoolers during chapel. 
And I even played it with the older kids at the Firm Foundations Academy here on campus. Well, I'll tell you what, why don't we just play it now so you'll see how it works, okay? And you'll, you'll, you'll get it a little better. This is, this is how it works. Let's play, try to guess what I'm thinking, all right? Now, I'm going to think of something. What was I thinking? <laughs> no, that's not it. <laughs> you haven't a clue, right? There's no way you can tell what I'm thinking. All right, let's play it again, except this time I'll give you a, a hint, a clue. I'm thinking of a pet you might have at home. I was thinking of a dog, exactly. Okay, it was a little easier that time, right? Because I gave you a clue, which narrowed it down to just a few things that it could be, right? Dog, a cat, a fish maybe. All right, let's play it one more time, except this time I'm going to tell you what I'm thinking about before I think about it. I'm thinking of a Chinese spy balloon we shot down yesterday. Mm. All right, what was I thinking of? The Chinese spy balloon, okay. <laughs> I told you, I was up front about it. Well, I asked the kids, and I ask you, right? Because you're all kids, right? Children of God. Can we know what God is thinking? Now, some kids went, yes, and a few of them went, no. <laughs> Not, without a hint. Not without a hint? Well, we got a hint, don't we? We have his word, exactly. So we can know what God is thinking, although Paul says we can't fully comprehend it or understand it, but we have the hint, we have the clue. He's told us because it's written down. He's told us ahead of time what he's thinking through the words he speaks and the things that he's done in history. This is the secret and hidden wisdom of God decreed before the ages for our glory, as Paul says to the church in Corinth. And he's not saying God's word is uh, secret and hidden so that no one can, can have access to it or understand it completely, but that it's secret and hidden until the Spirit reveals the things of God to those who hear. So the Holy Spirit is involved here. And in Paul's time, none of the rulers of, of his age understood this. Not Herod, not Caesar, not Pontius Pilate, not Caiaphas or Ananias, they did not love God. They maintained their worldly outlook on life and eliminated the threat to their status quo. They killed the Son of God. Worldly approaches to life and death remain today. Had you or I died at one of our visits to Disney, our bodies would have been whisked away out of sight to be dealt with off-site. Now, we know why they do this, right? You know, Disney is a corporation which exists to make money. And they don't want anything to spoil the veneer of happiness and joy during anyone's experience there, or else they may lose money. But it's also a troubling denial of death that's not unique to just the Walt Disney Corporation. Everyone's averse to death in some measure, even Christians. Nobody enjoys illness no one in their right mind seeks suffering and decay and death. No one looks forward to spending time in a hospital or visiting a funeral home. And sometimes our response is to just walk the other way. The hard truth of this sinful world, though, is that people do die at Disney. And we will suffer. We're frustrated by our failures in life. We let others down. 
We struggle in relationships and sometimes destroy them. And ultimately, we all face death. But let's go back to what Paul says to us Christians. We have the mind of Christ. Well, what does it mean to have the mind of Christ? On the surface, it sounds like some sort of mind meld or something. But we can see here in the text, it has more to do with having the wisdom of God. And Paul says, I didn't come to you, brothers, proclaiming to you the testimony of God with lofty speech or wisdom. For I chose to know nothing among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. In other words, the cross is the key to all wisdom. And once you have it, the good news, that is Jesus Christ, reveals one truth on top of another, and in that we have the mind of Christ. His thoughts toward us sinners is revealed. Those who don't, who don't understand the cross view the law of God as an enemy. Death, for example, and it's to be avoided. And even we Christians who have the mind of Christ put up a fight when the law is taught and shows us how we don't measure up to God's perfect standards. Thanks be to God, though, He makes us new people in our baptism, standing in the light of the cross. And with this, we think much differently about our life and death. We see the law accuses us of sin, but we also see the law as cross-shaped. Jesus died on the cross for us. He took on the full consequences of the law on our behalf. And he did this out of his love for us. And that shows what he's thinking. When Paul says he decided to know nothing but the cross, he wasn't limiting himself to one topic either. He was opening every topic and allowing the true light to enlighten all things. And while the light of the cross speaks to all things, it especially speaks to suffering and death. The cross eliminates the wrong approach to these things, like no one ever dies at Disney, which can be applied to the whole world, which is all the time trying to find ways to avoid death and not confront it and speak about it. The cross also offers possibility to worldly thinkings about all kinds of things. Perhaps God is using or has used suffering in your life to draw you closer to Him. He's conforming you and me into the image of His Son. He's making us more Christ-like. That includes our minds as well. Perhaps He's taking away the false gods or idols that have been ruling your life. Or maybe He's making you long for eternal life in the new world that is yet to come. Whatever it is, we can be confident that the answer is rooted in His love for you as His dear child. Jesus Christ crucified exchanged the power of heavenly glory for the weakness of our human flesh. He exchanged His righteousness for our wickedness. He exchanged His innocence for our guilt. He exchanged His life for the death we deserved And there on the cross, sin was punished, was dealt with once and for all. Because Christ chose the way of the cross, you and I have life. We can now carry our crosses and follow Him in this world. The world tells us to deny sin, deny death, confess there is no devil, all that stuff. But because Jesus took our sin upon Himself... 
we can face the truth and we can go forward. So go with the peace that he has given you. Go with the promise he has made to you today, the promise of forgiveness of sin and everlasting life. And remember, if you go to Disney and die there, no matter what the company says, your death proclaims the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And even though you die, you live with him. Amen.